Welcome to the Connect Her podcast for female entrepreneurs that are ready to level up personally and professionally. Here at Connector, we believe you are always one connection away from your next life-changing opportunity. So buckle on up and join us as we connect you with the most sought-after experts who will be sharing their exact strategies and experiences that helped them reach success. We're your hosts, Sam Conaway and Rachel Haig. We are the brains behind Connector, which is not your typical boring pitch-fest networking community. And we have transformed the lives of over 10,000 women through events, mentorship, and of course, connections. Let's dive in. Can I get a boo? Yeah. <laughs> How goes it, connectors? How you doing today? I got a question. How are you today? How the heck are you on a scale of one to ten? No sevens allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the party. We're really excited for this episode because we're talking about the number one thing that everybody talks about in entrepreneurship, which is how in the heck do I balance business and filling my own cup, taking care of myself, doing my habits, focusing on my family, taking care of my routines, all of those things. And so Sam and I made a big life decision recently that we're going to share with you here in a second on how we can hone in on our habits, routines, rituals, while also balancing entrepreneurship, business, speaking, all of the different things. And we decide let's have an open and honest conversation about it. Why not? Why not? So what is the commitment that we recently made in our previous podcast? We interviewed Mr. Jordan Ramirez, who not only was our personal trainer and prep coach, but he is now currently our personal trainer and prep coach. So (laughs) Rachel and I have decided to step back on the stage. Now, for those of you who don't know what prep is, we are talking about bodybuilding. We are talking about bikini. You know, the thing where you stand on the stage, you're oiled up, you're tan, you're dark, you're handsome. They flip you around. (laughs) (laughs) You see the front, you see the side, you see the back. Very aesthetics, all the things. We're going to talk a little bit about what that means to us. And I'm guaranteeing we're going to probably surprise you with what that means to us because it's a lot deeper than the tan, dark, and handsome that you get to look like on stage. Handsome. Why are you choosing handsome? Honestly, that's a great word for it because when I was doing my last show and I was on stage and I was all buff and tan and they do, they oil you up. I felt handsome. I felt freaking masculine <laughs> up there, even though you're in heels and you're just trying not to break your ankle. <laughs> your but handsome heels. <laughs> handsome heels. Well, before we talk about when the heels hit the stage, because that is quite a few weeks away from us right now, I want to take it back to the why on prep and kind of how we're tying this together with being business owners, because running a business is a lot of different things. It's a lot of different pieces. And so adding prep, bikini prep, being an athlete onto our plate is a completely different lifestyle change. It's adding a whole bunch of new things to our life. And I want to just kind of bring it back together of how it all ties together. So first and foremost, Sam just had a baby, y'all. She was holding an extra like 20 pounds in that tummy a couple weeks ago, a couple (laughs) months ago. And now she's about to step on stage in a bikini, right? Showing everything, modeling everything, modeling her body, her her muscle, everything. And so I want to talk a little bit about that, Sam. You being an entrepreneur, a business owner, also a new mom, why are you choosing to add athlete to that and step back into bikini prep? 
So great question. And this is my third prep, so it's not like something I haven't done before, right? But it's a looking a lot different. It feels a lot different. And in the best way possible in new ways that challenge me. So to kind of elaborate on that, when I was going through pregnancy and experiencing just my body changing, I had a pretty tough pregnancy. I'm not going to lie. I feel like every sort of symptom under the sun, uh, (laughs) I had it. And it felt like almost pretty extreme. So I'm used to being someone that is very kind of type A. I like getting things done. I like having systems. I like having energy. I like pushing myself past my limits over and over again. And my identity, I realized that it was very tied to my achievements. And when you're at a place or when I was at a place where no longer did you have the energy, no longer did you have the stamina, no longer did I have the sharp quickness, no longer did I feel like I had the strength. And I was at a place where I was getting very lightheaded and getting dizzy, just walking to the bathroom. Getting up and walking to the bathroom was sometimes really, really hard. Walking to the mailbox started to get very challenging. And mentally, I was struggling a lot with that. I felt that I was starting to become worthless again. And I say again because it's not the first time that I've told myself that. There's been seasons where when I am not achieving, I feel as if I'm at a worthless place, which I can say that now because there's been a lot of work that I've done on on that side of things. And pregnancy for me was a place that I got to learn how to tap deeper into my feminine. And feminine doesn't mean that you don't work hard. Feminine doesn't mean that you're any less. It doesn't mean that you're weak. It actually is a superpower. So I got to tap into a loving, soft, nurturing, and presence person that I had never really experienced to a full extent. And it was a very, very big challenge. I felt like I was losing my entire identity. And so throughout pregnancy, some of the words I would say to myself was, okay, and I'm going to be very open and transparent here because I hope that and this isn't, this isn't easy for me to share, by the way, but my goal and intent in sharing this is if there are any moms, anyone pregnant, anyone who's experiencing this before and or now, that maybe you know that you're not alone in some of these thoughts. And so the thoughts that came up for me was, because you are becoming a mom, you are not going to be successful. Because you're becoming a mom, you are no longer going to have your life. Because you are becoming a mom, your life is over. Because you are becoming a mom, you're no longer strong. Because you're becoming a mom, you have to give up everything. And I was terrified. I was really scared during those moments because I thought I was becoming a weak and less than person. And I did not know where those thoughts were coming from, mostly because when I looked at moms before, I never thought that. I never thought that once. I just didn't understand. I never, you know, it's not top of mind where I'm walking down the street. But for me personally, when I was relating my pregnancy to motherhood, that was the correlation for me is now you're giving up you. And so that's really challenging for me to actually share with everyone. However, when I learned that I was not becoming limited, 
I was not becoming a less than person. I was becoming stronger in my why. I was becoming more powerful and more capable because I was a mom, because I could love deeper, because I could be more present, because I understood rest, because I wanted you know, to spend more time with family and I enjoyed the small things of life. It gave me a pause for the first second of my life where I stopped working, I stopped trying to achieve, I stopped trying to become something and someone and I just tuned into who I am and what is me and what makes me powerful is the loving, the kind, the nurturing, the caring. And I also am still achieving things. And my life is filled with so much more abundance since he's come into my life. And the second that I got to hold him, all of that went away. All of those things. And I'm not saying that that has to happen for anybody else, but that's what was my story. And it was really such a beautiful transformation. And I know that, Rachel, you probably saw a lot of that. She saw me when I was terrified and when I was scared. And when I didn't, I don't want to tell anybody that because I didn't want to take away from the fact that I was having a special moment that I was recently engaged, that I'm having a baby. I didn't want anyone to judge me for my thoughts, so I kept it to me. But Rachel, you saw a lot of that, and you kind of saw the shift too. So I'm curious on your end, what was that kind of like for you? It was definitely interesting, and it made me reflect a lot on myself because I have always struggled with seeing myself as like this masculine girl that's not a girly girl, that's not nurturing, that's not I wouldn't say present, but not like the loving family person. I've always been like, go, go, go. I'm achieve. I'm a badass. I'm this, I'm that. And then I've seen you as that same way. I mean, when we first met, we were like, holy shit, why are we like twins, right? So to see you shift so much made me reflect on myself a lot because your shifts were beautiful. Of course, they were like heavy and they were hard and I was watching you struggle, but I was also watching you transform into a new level of being yourself And so it made me reflect on me of like, okay, Sam's a badass. I definitely see her as a badass, but she's also nurturing and putting herself first and putting her family first. And that's okay. So it was very inspiring to watch, although it was heavy to watch sometimes. And I think watching your pregnancy, you know, I would hear our community, family, a lot of people tell you like, congratulations, being a mom is so beautiful. Being pregnant is so beautiful. And like you and I know you just threw up in the bathroom and you're like, this is a beautiful, (laughs) I feel like shit. But just to watch, you know, how you were handling those things and how moms in general handle those things while going through something beautiful, but beautiful things are not always easy. You're handling both and you were doing it very well. I want to switch gears back into bikini prep because you just went through this really big transformation. You found this new version of yourself. And so you've competed before. I've competed before. How do you feel like this new prep is going to be different than your last one? Now being this new version of yourself, taking yourself to this next level. Yeah. So the last prep that I did, I won first place through it, which was really cool. And during that process, I only thought about winning. (laughs) I thought every day about how I was going to compete to win. And I was here and I was not going to let anything stop me. I wasn't going to get in my own way. I wasn't going to get in my own head. I was going to grind hard every single day. And no one, not a single person was going to outwork the work that I was putting in. And that was so awesome to go through, like to have a goal, to fixate, to push yourself every day, to not let off the gas I think that is powerful because I felt powerful. I felt confident. 
And it was not because the way that I looked in the mirror, although it was awesome seeing my progress and that gave more momentum, but it was because I was keeping promises that I set to myself and I was surpassing those promises every single day, right? And so now we're at a place where, you know, having that pregnancy, I really didn't work out a ton. Like I was dizzy. I didn't feel good. I didn't want to. And I was tuned into who I was and what I wanted to do. And it was not working out <laughs> or training hard. It was just, you know, being right without achieving. And so now kind of going through that transformation, this prep is very, very different because I love to win, but that's not the goal. It's about the process for me. It's about tuning back into I am not limited. Look at all of the strengths that my body can do. Look at the ways that I can still push myself. Look at the ways that I can still be present and loving and nurturing. Look at the ways that I can still manage my business, stay on top of my habits and have a family that I love and adore and and really put the time and energy into and find the balance between the three. And you know what? It is not always easy, but it is possible. And so one of the things that I told myself over and over in pregnancy was you're now limited. You are limited. You are limited. And one of my words for kind of this season right now is limitless. Because you're a mom, I have a stronger why because I want Jackson, who's my son, to grow up and to look at me and say, I can achieve my goals because that's what I saw my parents do. I can go after whatever it is that I want because that's what I saw my mom and my dad do. And I don't think that you need to do a bikini show in order to get that result from your kids. What I do think is that as he kind of sees what I love and what lights me up, which is bodybuilding, which is working out, which is business, those are the things that give me life. And when I have that life, I can pour even more into him. But I have to take the time to fill my cup so I can give him the best role model, the best energy, the most presence, and same for fiance, and same for friends, and same for business. First, I need to take care of me. And when I understood that and stopped putting me on the back burner, that's when I realized I can pour so much more into everyone else. And I'm going to chase the things that light me up and I'm never going to stop doing that. And that's exactly what's going to help him mold into a really awesome little dude because he hopefully can do the exact same things for himself. Mm. One day he's going to be a bodybuilder on stage. I mean, he's a big boy. So like <laughs> bodybuilder, doing some sport. astronaut, president, President, <laughs> run out of there just strangle that in there. Whatever he wants to do, I just want him to go for it. Yeah, and I really see that you are guiding him in that. You know, you are showing up every single day of how can I be the best business partner? How can I be the best leader, the best coach, the best speaker, the best mom, the best fiance? Like, I really do see you finding that balance. And every day is not perfect by any means, but you have this deep, deep effort of I'm going to do my absolute best in every single moment for myself and to show up for others. And it's really inspiring to watch for sure. Thank you. And I appreciate that. And I think for anyone listening that maybe is a mom or maybe at a point where there was negative self-talk, the only thing that I have to say on, on that was presence was everything and giving your all to whatever moment that you're in. So when I turn off the computer and I'm at home, 100% of my energy shifts. And sometimes there has to be that moment in between where I'm taking a breath, I'm closing my eyes, and I'm turning off work, Sam, 
I'm stepping into mom. I'm stepping into relationship. I'm stepping into presence with my family now. Work doesn't come into that. Work stays where work is. So all of the stress, if there's stress that day, any problems that day, any, you know, wins, I mean, that's great to bring in, but all of that kind of stays where it's at. So I can go be the best that I can be in that moment. Same for when I'm working out. Work doesn't come into that. Family doesn't come into that. What comes into that is me pouring into me for that 60 minutes. Give it all I got for that 60 minutes or 120 minutes or 30 minutes or five minutes. I'm going to give it all that I can for that time. And not every day is perfect, but that is what I strive to do. When I'm in a re- relationship, when I'm in a conversation with Rachel, not a relationship. <laughs> People ask if we're wives all the time. We are not business partners. <laughs> when I'm in a conversation with Rachel, it's shut off everything else. And one thing that I told her was never, not never, but one of the things that I strive to do is if Jackson is screaming, if I'm feeling a little bit triggered, I will never say in a meeting or to her, or at least I'll try never to say, I can't because of him. I can't do it because of him. He does not make me limited. I will say, can you give me a second so I can go support him? But I will never say, I can't get my work done because of him. I can't get my workout done because of him. No, I don't know. I don't have that language. I refuse that language. He does not make me limited. He adds to me. He gives me everything that I could possibly need. And I will step into my workout and I'll step into these conversations knowing that and setting that boundary because language is so important, right? We hop on the call with moms all of the time who say, I can't do this because of this. You're giving yourself limiting beliefs then. And so it doesn't have to just do with kids. It doesn't have to just do with relationship. It doesn't have to just do with your circumstances. It has to do with your language. So I'm really, really big on that. But that's a lot that I wanted to put out there. And I really want to kind of circle back into where Rachel is right now, because we're in very opposite seasons of our lives, but we're also right in the same wavelength as well. And so I know that show prep means something a little bit different to you. And so I want to go into a little bit of your why and what made you fired up to do this as well. Yeah. I think that's a really strong point for any of the listeners that you're like, there is no way I'm going to do a bikini prep. Sam, that was all great. Like, it's great, but that's not going to be me. I'm not going to be stepping on stage. We're going to go into kind of the habits and just lifestyle things that we're implementing towards the end of this. But that one takeaway that Sam just said of make everything you do a non-negotiable. Be very intentional about where you're putting your time and your energy. And then when you're doing each of those things, just be all in on that one thing that alone will skyrocket your growth. It'll skyrocket your mental health because you're able to just give everything your 100% energy at a time. So I really appreciate you sharing that tip. Going into prep for me, I'm not a mom. I'm not in that phase of life, but I am an entrepreneur. I am balancing a lot of mindset things, a lot of different pieces too. And prep for me, I kind of want to take it all the way back to my last show because the two really do correlate. So my last prep, I was 18 years old. And I was living a lifestyle that probably not a lot of 18-year-olds, at least I hope not a lot of 18-year-olds were dealing with. My sister was in the hospital. She was really sick. So my family was very focused on her. And I was just very confused, trying to make it work for myself. I was still going to high school at the time. I was working three to four jobs at the time on top of high school. And I was living in my car for part of the time. And that was the first time 
I had felt like I had ever hit midlife, not even midlife crisis, rock bottom depression. And, you know, sometimes I look back on that and I'm like, yeah, everybody struggles at 18. But it was rough and it was the roughest, heaviest thing I had ever felt. I felt very alone. I felt like I had no confidence in myself. I had no trust in myself and really just did not see the light at the end of the tunnel. I had just gotten out of a really abusive relationship. And for those of you, unfortunately, that have experienced that, you know that when you're in a relationship of that sort that is not balanced, oftentimes our confidence is completely deplenished. We have no confidence in ourselves and we end up looking at that partner as the only thing that we have, right? And so there's a lot of factors that go into that, but I had just gotten out of a, a relationship that was really negative and I had no confidence, no trust in myself at all. I was at a really dark point. And one of the things that my ex at the time had told me was you will never amount to anything. You will never be able to be an athlete. You will never be able to build a business. You will never be able to be anything. You should pretty much go D-I-E, right? It was a very negative thing. And that's what I believed. That's what I fully believed. And so I had met my coach, which was Jordan, the one that we interviewed on the last episode. And I asked him like, hey, I see you're coaching other people. Do you think I could even do this? Like, am I capable? Because I don't think I am. I need someone else to believe in me in this moment. Someone tell me I'm capable. And he was like, absolutely. And so I stepped in that prep, never knowing what bodybuilding was, never knowing what habits were. I had lifted a little bit. I had done martial arts, but never knowing what I was getting myself into but knowing that I needed to do something for myself or else I was not going to make it. I was not going to survive the life that I was living. I needed something to pull me out. And so in prep, which we're about to go into the things that we have to do in our schedule, but in prep, there's a lot of different factors, right? You're lifting once, multiple times a day. You're getting a gallon in. You're doing a lot of cardio when it gets closer to show prep. You're having to meal prep and track all your macros and really measure stuff out. You can't just go through a drive through line and get a taco, right? You have to measure your food. There's a lot of factors that go into it. And so I started this routine for myself. I started pulling myself out of this depression, pulling myself out of this seeing nothing for myself and just telling myself you have to do it. And it looked like waking up at 3 a.m., going and doing my cardio going to high school, finishing out a couple hours of high school when I showed up. Again, that's a conversation for another day. When I showed up and then going straight to the gym, getting in a lift, going straight to work, going back to the gym after work, going to my other job, getting home around midnight and trying to get my meals together as much as I could or making my meals in the gas station microwave and sleeping in my car and then getting back up at 3 a.m. and doing it all over again. And I really just buried myself in all of these habits. Part of it was suppressing, right? But from that, I noticed throughout prep, and like Sam said, it's a process. Day by day, week by week, I started to gain my confidence back. I started to gain my trust back. I started to pull myself out of depression, pull myself out of all of this negative self-talk and see a, a light for myself, see where I could be, what I was building for myself, notice my muscles come in and realize, holy crap, I did that. And I realized when you set your mind to a goal and you go all in on that goal, 
and you show up for yourself, you will start to find love for yourself. You'll start to trust yourself better. You'll start to feel more confident. And in return, other people see you as that strong person. People see you exactly how you see yourself. And so I started to build deeper relationships. Other people started to trust me more. Other people started to have those deeper conversations with me. And it really pulled me out of what I felt like was rock bottom. And so fast forward to now, I guess if we're getting raw and vulnerable, this is really hard to share as well. But I thought that I had done it all, right? I won that last show. I won that show at a very young age, 18. Boom, I did it. I felt like I did it. And then I stepped into entrepreneurship. I stepped into building my business and building Connector. I met Sam. I felt like I had created the life for myself that I always desired financially, goals-wise. I had this picture-perfect life that I once dreamed of. And depression started to come back in. Anxiety started to come back in. Negative self-talk started to come back in. And this goes back to probably around January of this year, right before we were planning our big conference. There was some days where, and I posted them on social media, I'll have to resurface these pictures, but I was just binge eating, like completely overeating cookies all day, not showering for days, like just staring at my computer. You know when you have nothing to do, like you've already checked everything off the to-do list, but you just feel like you have to do more? That's what I was doing. And I noticed that I had this life that I wanted for myself, but what was missing was choosing me. What was missing was putting myself first, filling my cup, feeling my mind, my mental health, and my habits. And so prep is a really structured way to step back into that, to force yourself to do the habits, to have another goal in mind. And that's my reason for stepping back into prep. So since, you know, that all went down in January, and thank you for kind of sharing that because I guarantee you're not alone in that. There's, you know, it's so challenging when you are in business and you're so fixated on hitting goals And then you get in a routine of having a to-do list that is like 500 things long. And then you just keep putting the gym on the back burner over and over and over. And all of a sudden that to-do list, maybe it's not as long as you think, or maybe you don't have to get as much done that day. And you have a free day. And it's like, what do I go do? Outside of business, who am I? Losing that identity a little bit. And if you do that long enough, you kind of forget who you are outside of your business. And so since kind of putting prep into things, choosing you, getting your workouts, getting your strength, getting everything in, what has that transition started to look like? Because you said that was in January. Where are we at now? Yeah, we're definitely at a much better place now. And I know you are. I think that actually, you know, it did increase before I even started prep. That was a very small moment of Mm -hmm. depression and, and heaviness for sure. And grief goes into that, losing my sister, losing family members. Like there's a ton of different pieces that go into that. But with prep implemented, it's given me, there's a why behind every habit that I'm doing. And what I've recognized is us as leaders, I consider myself a leader, of course. I always want to be leading in life. I want people to look at the way that I live my lifestyle and be inspired and want to do better for themselves and want to step it up, right? I always want to, to lead in whatever way possible. So I realized that if I am going to go ask my client or ask somebody in our community, hey, did you do your habits today? Did you go to the gym today? Did you drink your water today? But I haven't done it. Or I didn't 
give it my all when I did do it, maybe I went to the gym, but I didn't give it my all, then I'm not showing up as the best version of myself. And so with prep, like you have to step on stage and it's very noticeable if you binge eat or it's very noticeable or if you skipped a couple days in the gym, right? It comes down to every single rep, every single macro, everything matters. And so it's really a way to hold myself accountable. And over time, I've noticed since December, my negative self-talk is now that I am enough. I am doing enough. I deserve to rest. I deserve to push myself. I'm capable of pushing myself. And that higher energy, that higher self-talk makes me show up way better for other people too. Yeah, absolutely. And what's been really fun, the fact that Rachel and I are doing this together we're not competing in the same show, but we are doing this together. And so we get to walk into the gym and like I see her over there like freaking crushing it on the stairs or on the squat rack. And it makes me push harder and vice versa. I hope that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I she look at her, at her and I'm like, like oh, her. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, no, it is really motivating and to go in on that, not just with us, but my last prep was the first time I had ever experienced community too. Mm -hmm. When I was 18 and I was going through all those things, I really isolated myself. I was the person that was like, I don't want anybody to do the school project with me. I don't want anybody to help me with this. Like I was doing all of my prep. So I wasn't partying. I wasn't going out and doing all the things people were doing my age. I was really a lone bird, right? Nobody else was working five jobs when they were in high school. And so I had no community. I had no true friends. I had no support. Throughout my prep, one thing that I realized, too, was when you put yourself first and you go all in on what you want for yourself, the goals that you have, your vibe will attract your tribe, right? The right people will start to come into your life that are also people putting themselves first, following their habits, doing their goals. And I remember my favorite moment from competing was it's this picture. It's on my Instagram. We'll have to resurface that, too. But they threw all of us competitors on stage. You could barely see me. I had platinum blonde hair. And so you can kind of see my little white hair in the corner, but all hundreds of us on stage at once. And we all posed and smiled for this picture and they had fireworks and confetti. And it's like the coolest picture I've ever been in. Like it just, I feel so much hype in it. And prep isn't about just me and Sam competing against each other and hyping each other up. It's about there's community in what you do. And I remember that day I felt, holy crap, I was backstage and I was like, holy crap, this whole time I felt isolated and alone while I was going at my goal. And now that I'm here on stage day, I'm looking at all these other people that were also doing what I was doing. They were also meal prepping. They were also doing fasted morning cardio when they probably didn't want to. They were also going towards their goal. And so for me, prep is about the journey, but it's also about when you are following your goals, your vibe will attract your tribe. And the fitness industry is so supportive and so just uplifting and powerful as well. And I'm just really excited to connect with people along that journey and connect people deeper with their habits and their goals, whether that's a bikini show or whether that's just getting fitter or eating their macros. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, th I don't know if you relate to this, but thinking back on winning that high and like being with everyone, that moment is so awesome and it only lasts for a couple minutes or mm -hmm. it only lasts for the day and eventually that high it wears off, right? And so for me and I'm assuming Rachel too, like this process 
it's an extreme process. It's a process of pushing yourself. It's a challenge. And also, it's not about the win at the very end of the day. It's not about that five-minute moment where you get a trophy. It's not about the title. It's not about how good or handsome you look on stage. It's about winning every single day along the journey, right? So, you know, we're starting six, seven months out. We get seven months of wins over and over and over. And we've dialed into those seven months of winning so much so that now that when it's over, we can keep winning over and over and over, right? Because we're so dialed in, we're challenging ourselves, we're pushing towards something that's bigger than what we thought we were capable of. And so even though that stage moment is amazing, what's even better is that process, the process of what you come out as, the strength, the confidence, the energy, I, I don't know about you, but I get really like full off of endorphins and I'm like right in a high. And, you know, when you kick that workout's ass <laughs> and you just know you left nothing on the table. What that did I say in that one podcast where you're awesome. like, what the heck? Left it all on stage and left no Something crumbs. Something about the crumbs. <laughs> you ate the crumbs. You didn't ate, up, ate it up and left no crumbs. When you ate up all them crumbs on the <laughs> treadmill, I'm glad you left no crumbs <laughs> behind because you were so damn hungry. <laughs> God, prep really makes you hungry, y'all. But no, it's true. And so for those of you that are listening that are entrepreneurs, right, you're building your business, you're going all in on these other dreams, these other goals, and maybe you're trying to balance your habits. I want you to ask yourself, how many micro wins do I have every day? Because with every micro win, you're building your confidence. You're showing yourself, I did that. I can do the next thing. I did that. I, I'm a winner. I'm winning. I'm, I'm on a winning streak, right? And so how many micro wins are you giving yourself every day? And that can look as simple as reading 10 pages of the book. That can look as simple as getting in a glass of water right before a meal. Like small things, but doing those little habits every day. It doesn't need to be this big extravagant bikini show. What is the little habits you can do every day to show yourself that you are winning in everything you do? One of my favorite quotes or a quote that really hit me deep was, building your business should not be the hardest thing you do every day. And if it is, you're not doing enough for yourself because you can go all in on your business. But when you're going all in on your business, you're going all in on impact. And that is very beautiful, very beautiful to serve other people. But if you're not going in on yourself, there's going to come a point where you cannot impact other people anymore. And so find something that is harder than building your business. Maybe that's trying to run a mile in the morning. Maybe that's doing a heavy workout. Maybe that is doing the, the frog task that you don't wanna do and cleaning your house every morning. I gotta clean up dog pee because my dog's like 18 and she pees herself every morning. Like, I don't wanna do that, but I do that and it's a micro win. What is the hardest thing that you could force yourself to do every day that's something for you, for your lifestyle to be better? And then when you face your business tasks and all the business pivots, it's going to be easier to face because you already put yourself first that day. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, you know, with this goal setting thing, too, like, let's tie it into business for a second, because oftentimes a lot of the clients that we work with, their first goal is to hit their $10,000 month. They haven't hit consistent 10K months. And so they get to a point where they finally get to hit it. And it's like, cool, like, you did it. Like, congrats. And again, high for a moment. But what happens is with all of those micro wins, 
they're a brand new person. They are not the same person that we first talked to when, in the very beginning. So if you are in business, you are in entrepreneurship and you have your first goals within business and you're going to hit them. If you keep going, like you will hit them. It's just a matter of time, a matter of mentorship, a matter of putting yourself out there, feeling the fear and doing it anyways. You will hit those goals if you don't give up. However, when you hit them, it's going to feel good for a second. It's going to feel good for a moment, but you have to change who you are as a person. And that's what every process, every goal is about. Regardless of that, that's in business, regardless of that's in fitness, regardless of that's in your marriage and, and that's your relationship with your kids or your relationship with your mom or, you know, whatever that may look like for you. It's about the transformation that happens. You can't solve a problem with the same mindset that got you into a problem. And so in some way to get to the next level in your life, whether that's habits, business, anything, you have to become a new version of yourself. You have to learn something new and you have to get out of your own way. And so whatever goal you're working towards, I want you to ask yourself, like, how can I get out of my own way right now? You don't know what you don't know. How can I maybe seek mentorship, seek guidance, or just force myself to do something I haven't been doing to show up and create a new life for yourself? And to kind of tie that into bodybuilding for just a second, it made me think if I had the same exact mindset as I did on my last show prep, trying to do that for this show prep where I was like, only me, only winning, nothing else matters. That's it. And I try to put that mindset into where I'm at now. I would be miserable, miserable. We have to keep evolving, keep learning, keep implementing new things. And if we don't evolve, then you're just going to be miserable. You have to keep evolving and pivoting and learning and finding yourself through every process. There's never going to be a point in your life that you hit that you're like, I've got it all figured out. I'm done. Nope. Sorry. No money, no location, no business. Nothing is going to fulfill that for Mm -hmm. sure. It's always, always going to be about the process. So what? You hit your first 10K, 20K, 100K month, million dollars for yourself. If you hit that, I guarantee there's going to be something that life throws at you that you need to evolve. And again, it's never going to be about the goal. It's going to be about the process. However, setting the goal is going to help amplify that process. What are some a couple things that you're implementing right now to balance entrepreneurship, business, mom life, and prep? What are the healthy habits that you're implementing every day to make all of this happen and tie it all together? I'll just take you through a day in the life. Day in the life with Sam Cudway. I'll take you through a quick day in the life so you can just see what, how it all works. So Jackson, seven months old, crushing it in life, about to crawl. He's a badass. That's we terrifying. Love him. Very terrifying. Still got a house proof. <laughs> We're behind on that. <laughs> Anyways, he wakes up about 6, 6.30 a.m. every morning. So when he wakes up, I wake up. It's time to go. And that's either me or Luke getting him ready based on who watched him at night because he's not sleeping through the night. And I'm sure there's somebody who's going to DM me that's going to help me with that. Moving forward. (laughs) What is happening? We wake up and instantly I run him into the bath and I clean him up. So he gets a bath every day. He's a morning bather. Scrub-a-dub-dub. Scrub-a-dub-dub. Loves the bath. Great in the mornings. Most people do it at night. I do it in the mornings. Anyways, throw him onto the... I was a wheelchair. Him. Yeah. You just toss him in there? Toss him in the air, <laughs> spin him around a couple times, and put him into the stroller because it's time to go for a run. 
And there is every excuse in the book telling me, do not do this. This is hard. I hate running. I don't want to. Doesn't matter because I got a long day ahead of me. (laughs) And if I do not get this run done now, it ain't going to happen. So doesn't matter what excuses comes up. We got to fight through it. And let me tell you, excuses come up all the time, but we got to push. So how do I get myself on a run? Normally, I tell myself, I kind of baby myself into it. I baby myself by saying, you don't have to push that hard. It's okay. Just, you know, well, you don't have to push too hard. Just get your shoes on and get out there because half the battle is putting the shoes on and getting out there. If you can baby yourself into it and then when you're starting, it's like, push harder. Come on. And that's where the where the badass voice comes in is when you're already out there. Baby yourself if you need to up until that point. Just get there. Okay. We come back. We get home. I prepare his stuff for the day. And we actually have a meal prep service that is literally the same amount as our groceries. So every single lunch is already made for me because I figured that having to cook lunches was just too much in the morning. So I highly recommend if you have a meal prep company, get that because it helps me get my meals on point. And then we start the work day. So that's meetings, that's calls, that's blah, 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 blah. 5 p.m. hits, done. Close that. Boundaries are set unless we are in a push week which is where we're onboarding, we're doing sales calls, and we know exactly when that week's going to be, so we plan accordingly. But other than that, 5 p.m. hits, I'm done working, and it's time to put the second hat on. And so that, or throw in the gym, too, before the workday starts. (laughs) And then as soon as that hat comes on, that's when, you know, focused back in on relationship time. Luke and I are really awesome with communication. We get to take family walks together is what we call them. So I save a little bit of my cardio for the end of the day so him and I can spend some time with Jackson and our dog and we all go for a walk together. We talk about our day. We talk about we have weekly family check-ins. So we check in emotionally. We check in on our household. We check in on finances. We check in on all of the different categories to make sure that we are always communicating. That has been a huge game changer. And don't miss a week because when we do, it's a huge difference. Like we just notice it, right? And then to kind of finish out the evening, make the food, make the dinner. I love to make the dinner. And then spend more time with Jackson, help him crawl, trying to learn how to stand and play with him with toys. Stella gets some time. And then we're all asleep normally at 9, 10 p.m. And sometimes I would throw in a little bit of Netflix. I used to be, let me just say this real quick. I used to be extremely disciplined on I'm reading 10 pages. I am also making sure that I'm meditating. I'm making sure that I'm doing breath work cold plunge, like all of those things. And I think they're amazing. I am not at a place right now where I can be disciplined on everything. I try to visualize most importantly, but I cannot read every day. I mean, I can, that's limiting belief, but I choose not to at this point. I feel like my day is so stacked that that is not something I think is important in this current moment. Granted, I think it's very important and I will tie it back in. But right now, I'm giving myself a little bit of grace on the reading. I really am. I'm not doing breath work, and I sure as hell ain't cold plunging every day. <laughs> no, I think that's really important to note, too, is you you don't have to do it all. You don't have to Mm-mm. fit every habit in. And sometimes when we want to hit habits, that's what we do. We make a whole list. I'm going to cold plunge. I'm going to visualize. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to do my breath work. I'm going to read. Been I'm going to go on my walk. I'm going to do my workout. I'm going to clean my shoes. I'm going to do everything I need to do to clean the house and this, this, and this. And then you look at your to-do list and you get overwhelmed and nothing gets done. 
Yes. And so with prep, what has worked best for me and my schedule is very similar to yours. Just take out all of the baby things. No baby over here. But I'm not going to go into the full schedule because it's pretty much very similar. But it all started with one habit at a time. For me, the hardest habit for prep was getting in my gallon. And that alone, getting in enough water makes a huge difference in your energy levels, how you're showing up, how you feel, your skin, everything. And so I carry around a big old uncomfortable gallon, like 70% of America is walking around chronically dehydrated. Right. And we are literally just cucumbers. How does Angie say it? Cucumbers on a globe. Like our body is made up of water. And so water is super important. So for me, it was first the gallon. I need to carry around this gallon every single day, fill it up first thing in the morning, every single morning, and notice how much I'm drinking and get that habit on lock. And then the second thing was I don't want to wait until the afternoon to work out because I don't feel motivated. So how can we, and this is something- True. We did when we started prep was look at our business. We got to switch our business model around so that we can put our habits first. And that came with hard conversations. It came with talking to our team and saying, hey, we got to move some morning meetings. We have to move some team meetings. It came to talking with some of our normal schedules, our partners and stuff and saying, hey, we got to change this regular meeting and move it later. We've got to change some things so that we can hit our goals first for what feels good in this season because seasons will change. And it was getting that workout done right in the morning, right when we wake up. You don't got to have your hair and makeup done for the freaking workout. Just throw on some clothes, throw on some shoes and make it freaking happen. And then once that habit's in lock, okay, now let's look at our meals. How can we transform our meals to be a little bit more optimized, to macro better, to get a meal prep company? Highly recommend meal prep company. Even if it's a little bit more money, you're saving so much time and time is money, Mm -hmm. right? So one habit at a time. And so we're going to have to wrap it up. But listeners, I don't expect you all to hop on a bikini prep. If you want to, I'm here. I'm your hype woman. I will show up to your freaking show and be like, yes. But if that is not you, that's totally okay. What I do want from you is take one thing from this episode that you can implement habit wise to hit that next level in your life. And when you start hitting those habits, when you start putting those things first, you'll notice the bad habits just naturally go away. Don't focus on fixing the bad habits. Focus on fixing the good habits and the bad habits will go away. I don't have time to doom scroll anymore, y'all. I got to work out. I got cardio to do, right? So pick one good habit, implement it over time, and you'll notice when you look back on your life after a couple months of doing this, you've completely became a new person. 90 days. Give it 90 day push is normally the magic number. If you can stick to something for 90 days, set a goal that you're going to do X, Y, and Z by that time frame and do not let off the gas during those 90 days. I think there's seasons where it's obviously I went through my pregnancy season where it was not about pushing. It wasn't about achieving. It was about just being, just loving. So, you know, you could be in that season and just give yourself that grace. I gave myself hello grace. I was gracing it up over here. I was like, you know what? For once in my life, I'm not going to be that person. We chill. (laughs) We're just chilling. And I'm just loving me and I'm loving life. And I'm not, you know, I'm not on a schedule. I'm not routine. I'm not pushing. And then I think there's seasons where it's like, I miss that badass energy that I carry. I want to, you know, get back into that a little bit. And I'm going to do it from a brand new perspective and a brand new state of being. So wherever you are at now, if you're at a place of being or if you're at a place of pushing, know the season and let's freaking go. 
know your season and pick one habit for your season and implement it. We want y'all to DM us on Instagram. Tell us your habit. That is where we check our DMs regularly. We want to hear from you so we can hype you up. We can hold you accountable. So what is the habit and what is the season you're in right now? And what is that new level you are trying to accomplish? We hope this episode was great, Gucci, and fun for you. We, we hope you're looking handsome as well we over there. We hope you're looking handsome. <laughs> and if you liked this episode, please, please, please give it a download. Send it to a friend that you know they got to get their habits in lock too. And let's all do it together. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Connect Her podcast. We are your hosts, Sam and Rach. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to show your support, make sure to connect your friends with your favorite episode, leave a review, and download that favorite episode for later. And remember, you're always one connection away. We'll catch you in the next episode.